Blog Talk Radio. Place to be 
and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and company on Blog Talk Radio. Take down this number and call in, and that number to call in is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest calling number toll-free for those that don't have minutes on their phones is 877-483-3153. And that number again is 877-483-3153. Got a really a great inquiry minds that want to know show for you. And we have Emily Wallace, author of a book entitled Scarred for Life. This book ought to be on motion pictures somewhere. Emily Wallace is married and has six children, four of whom are in college. She is legally blind and having only a fifth grade education. She has followed the encouraging spirit of her children and husband and the guidance of her own heart's dreams to become a writer. Emily is born in Detroit, Michigan, where she grew up all alone without her family. She was just 11 years old that day in 1980 when she returned home from school to find an empty house, her mother and siblings gone with no forwarding address. It was the day that that she lost her childhood. Emily was now all alone, alone on the streets of a major metropolitan city as she struggled to find food, shelter, and safety. In this memoir, Emily recounts the story of her abandonment and the reality of her experiences, which included rape, deceit, betrayal, even from those close friends that she had. Scar for Life narrates Emily's story along with her thoughts, feelings, and emotions as she tried to survive on the streets. She tells of sleeping in vacant houses and under porches and of scavenging for food in garbage cans. She shares the story of those who tried to help her and those who wouldn't. Honest and shocking, Scar for Life provides insight into the life of a little homeless girl and the horrors one can experience when living on the streets. And now we're going to give I am going to give that warm welcome to Emily Wallace, who is here on the show, and I am going to put her on now as we speak. Emily, are you online? Yes, I'm online. How you doing, Wendy? How you doing? Welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on BTR, Emily. Emily? Okay. I have read this story. I have read this story. And I have to admit to myself, if I was uh, Herbert and Ebert, whoever they were that gave the two thumbs up, you get that two thumbs up because that is a that's a horrific way to have to spend a childhood. So I want to talk about, you know, more about what happened to you, um, especially when let's talk about the. Uh, what you went through. Just give us your synopsis on these specific subjects that, you know, really, really hit home for me. 
you know, and that is the abandonment, the rape, and even those that deceived and betrayed you as close friends. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, um, first of all, I want to say I'm grateful for being on your show. I just want to tell you thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, I appreciate you. You're welcome. It, it, it was it was very hard for me out there on the streets. Um, I was um, raped. Um, I, I ran across, I can tell you, I ran across one of my um, sister's friends um, when I was on the streets. I, yeah, um, mm-hmm. She was like about 13 years old. And um, yeah. she, um, she was talking to me at the bus stop, and then she came over. You know, a car drove up. I couldn't see whether that car was black or blue because I didn't have my glasses. I always had yeah. um, bad eyesight. And um, she went over by the car, and I stood there, and, and she said um, she said to me, she said, come on, Emily, let's go. And I, before I knew it, I said, um, you know, where are we going? And she said, we're going for mm-hmm. a ride. And she said, well, I've been knowing him for like about maybe three months to three weeks. But I didn't catch right. that she said three months to three weeks until later. Um, yes. So I, I got in the car. I got in the car, you know, the back seat of the car. And she got in the front with the guy. And, they, you know, they drove a couple of blocks down. And the guy stopped at a store off of um, mm-hmm. Woodward in Detroit. And um, mm-hmm. stopped at the store. And she stayed in the car with me. She did do that. She stayed in the car and talking to me and, um, you know, so telling me, saying, well, and he fine. I'm like, I'm I'm like 11 years old. This guy that she was that picked her up was looking like he was at least in his late 30s. And I yes. um and I just sat in the car and I just sat there. And so then I um she told me to slide over on the other side. I'm in the back seat and I I slid over because she said, well, you don't want to fall off that door because she said the guy was telling her that the door was broke. So slide on yes. the other side. So I slid over on the other side. And the guy came back in the car. He had a bag in his hand, and it was a, it sounded like it was glass in the bag. It was a it was liquor, and um, uh, she got the um, she grabbed the cup. Nikki grabbed the cup. That was her name. She grabbed the cup and she pulled something in the cup. And she said, "Here, Emily, take it." And I said, "No, I'm good. That's okay. I I, I don't want none." And she said she started you know she started drinking and you know turning the music up real loud. And they pulled over. Yeah. And about maybe 10 blocks down, the guy, uh, he picked up another guy. Another guy jumped in the car. They pulled to the curb. The other guy jumped in the car. And I was so scared and so afraid because I didn't know that this other guy was getting in this car. I'm like, well, yeah. wait a minute. And, I, and I'm, I'm really scared the guy gets in the car and he's looking at me, you know, just looking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, why did I get in this car? So at that time, they, they pulled over at a park. And the park was real, real dark. I mean, very dark. The park yes. was real dark. And I, um, so when they when they pulled me over, when they, they pulled over, Nikki and the other guy, they get she gets out the car. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting out the car with her. Because I'm saying, where is she going? I mean, it, it, I couldn't hardly see it as it is. So when I got out the car, she told me, no, Emily, you stay in the car. We'll be back. Yes. And I'm saying, yes. Are you serious? Mm. No, I'm, I'm I'm coming with you. And she got really upset. She put her hands on her hips and like, uh, no, you stay here. We want to talk. So I stood up yes. there looking like I'm in shock. Like, 
why did I get into this car? And about two seconds later, the other guy that's in the back seat, he gets out the car. He's smoking a cigarette. So when he gets out yes. the car, I go back and get back in the car. Because I'm yes. like, you know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm 11 years old. I'm like, wow. So then she, um, at that time, the guy about maybe three to four minutes later, the guy gets in the car with me. And he said, um, yes. You know, he kept looking at me. He said, what's your name? And I was I was upset. I said, well, um, you've been hearing her say Emily all day. And she, he said, don't you get smart. And I said, well, I'm not getting smart. You know, I'm saying to myself, I'm already mad because she don't left me with, with somebody that I don't even know from a can of paint. I don't even know this guy. So then yeah. he got trying to uh, – he got to um, sh- pulling me over on his side, trying to pull me on his side, trying to, you know – take off my clothes and trying to kiss on me. So I'm trying to fight him back. I'm trying to fight. And I'm like, um, you know, I'm trying to holler and I'm screaming. It seems like my scream's not being heard. And I'm I'm like, yeah. you know, trying to, you know, fight him back. And But he was a grown man. I, I couldn't win. The next thing I know, because I was screaming, I guess he was a little upset because I was hollering and screaming. He pulled out a knife and told me, if you don't shut up, I will kill you. And mm-hmm. I, And you can imagine how quick my mouth closed when he said that. And then he got to doing whatever he wanted to do to me. He, I mean, he got to, he, you know, he raped me, he beat me. And um, I, I never got to see um, Nikki again. I got out the car once, and I, I just went back on my journey. I started running up the street. I didn't know what to do. I was crying. I was just real upset I didn't have no one to go to. And I just prayed and prayed for God to send my mother back. Yes, and getting to that, okay, because you spoke that you were 11 years old when the deception and the betrayal began after your mom, you know, had left out of your life. Now, getting to the question, you know, about the scar for life. Now, uh, bringing back your mother into the scene, how did you feel when you couldn't find your mother and, you know, and how, just how did you feel after that point of what you just went through and you wished that you, your mother would come back? How did you feel, you know, about Honestly. her not coming back to come get you or anything? It was almost like, you know, she didn't have another child or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I felt, I mean, I was, I was lost. I was lost. I was, I, I was just broken down. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to go to. I didn't, you know, you know, coming home from school and uh, finding out that your mother and all your sisters and brothers have left you, abandoned you. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what to do. I don't know. I didn't know who to, to go to. I just was so afraid, and I was hoping and praying that, you know, I didn't know whether this guy. Uh, once I got, you know, out the car, if he got done raping me and beating me, I yeah. ran up the street. I didn't know whether this guy would, you know, Nikki and the other guy would come back and they would tell him, you need to catch her. Or, or, I didn't know whether he'd come back and try to, you know, kill me once they come back. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I just was, like I said, I, I felt so, so bad and lost. And I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, you know, there were, there are so many facets to your book, Emily, you know, of, of, it's like one horror story, 
behind the other. It was a very intense story to read, which it broke in me, you know, uh, some some things that happened to me when I was a child. And, you know, I had tears in my eyes on most of what was being said because, see, I understand, you know, when you don't got a mother, you know what I'm saying? You don't got nobody to protect you and you're out there alone and by yourself and you're dealing with people that, you know, uh, that that will betray you just like what your sister did, you know, I mean, what your friend had did. And then, you know, right. and that a grown man, and that a grown man that knew the difference between right and wrong would literally, you know, uh, you know, use, you know, that kind of power to to do something as damaging as he could do to a young, a young, a young little girl, you know, that did not have anywhere to go. Did your friend know that your mother had left you? Yeah, I told her at the bus stop. I did do that. I said, my, I asked her, actually, I said, have you seen my mother and my sister? Uh, have you seen anybody in my family? Because my mother and everybody left me. I, I did tell her that at the bus stop. And the reason why I, I, I got in that car, because I figured at the end of the day that I would end up with her mother. Well, so, well somebody can right. help me. And, and that's, okay. that's the main reason I got in that car. That is that that right there hurt more than anything because where you thought you had a friendship and that she would be uh, helpful to some case when you know she was not helpful uh, because she was right along to do the harm or to bring forth you feeling as though no one you could trust and that's what I yeah. got up out of the story, you know and there wasn't anyone out there that, um, you know, from the beginning, I, I was out there for um, six years at 11 years old, from, from 11 to mm-hmm. 17 years old. And I was out there yeah. for some time. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I, I just was running across. I've been, um, I've been raped more than four times out there, um, out there on the streets by, you know, older guys that, you know, not turn yeah. and, you know, one, you know, it happened more than once. In the beginning of my book, I tell about, you know, me being raped when a guy uh, snatched me in um, a car and took me into the his um, some house. I don't know whether it was his house. All I know, it was a house, and it was another guy yeah. there, and, 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 I, and I got raped there. But while I was out there, I, I was raped more than four times out there. And, and you know, and it wasn't no one out there to, um, you know, it, it seemed like everybody was, be, you know, Either it was two things that out there on the streets. It's either if a person want to help you, it's either you have to it's sex or it was or it was money, either one. And I, you know, and I I was such a young child, I really didn't have either because I was, you know, it just there was grown men that's old enough to be my father, just doing something like this, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, and it does, it put a bad light, you know, after, you know, men take and do those kind of things to us as young women. And we look up to those men, you know, or men in general, it, we have a, a natural fear. We don't, we don't, we weren't supposed to have that, but, you know, your life is uncertain after that. And I truly understand now going to saying that. So scar for life, what part of this, uh, this of this of this uh journey that you went on 
I'm sure that all of it did, but I know that there is a main issue that scarred you for life. I know the whole book that's being spoken on is, you know, you will be scarred, but there got to be in there a main part that caused you to never forget after that. Yeah, it, it was the, the main part, you know, it's, it's maybe uh, maybe two or three in that book, I have to tell you. Um, I can tell you the main part is I was coming home from school, and I was left by my mother. That's one of the main parts because I didn't know what to do. That that hurt. I can tell you, that hurt like heck. I mean, I I was I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain out there on them streets, not knowing what to do. That that's the main one of the main ones that. Um, really, really hurt me and didn't know why. Yes. For so long, I thought it was something that I did, Miss Claudia. I thought it was something that I, I did I can for believe, my mother to I can believe. Yes. I, I, really, really, I really thought it was something I thought it was something I did. You know, I prayed and prayed and prayed and it didn't, It you know, God washed you over me. He, I, didn't get, right. I didn't get my mother back, but he washed over me to make sure don't nothing happened to me out there, even though, you know, I, I experienced rape, you know, like I said, about four four times, I experienced, being, being, I experienced being hungry, you know, but yes. God still was with me, and and that's one, the, the main thing that uh, really, really touched me is my mother leaving me, and also um, another one is when I, um, I became, you know, I, I, I met with this guy, and he promise to, you know, help me and take care of yes. me and take me off the street and, you know, will feed me yes. and, you know, and he manipulate me at the age of, um, I was almost turning 12 and, um, yes. I became pregnant. I became pregnant oh. at the age of 12. Man. And, I mean. And that, and that was, that, 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 that broke me down. I was broke down. And then the thing is, yes. come to find out, come to find out, this guy um, had kids himself. Had kids my age, yes. <laughs> and you is molesting me, and and, and caused uh-huh. me. Like I said, I, I became pregnant, and I, you know, it, it that was a really, really, really hard shift right there. And Were you I, able to keep and, that child? And, and, Did you keep and that child? I, 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 I lost the child. I was on the street. The child the child died. I was on the street. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I had a mis I had a miscarriage. I, 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 yeah. Um and, and one of the other things is the last one. I lost a very close friend of mine. Um 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 that I, I ended up staying with some people and um the whole yeah. house, everybody everybody was either smoking Doing all types of drugs. I didn't have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um, that that yeah. older guy took me there, and I and I was there, and I got in. A, it was a guy, um, another kid. He was 14 years old. He's a runaway. He had run away because he said his yeah. dad, was, you know, beating him. And me and him got kind of close. We got close, like as just brother okay. and sister. And um, okay, he ended up he ended up passing away. Um, in in that house and um I, I was very very hurt hurt from it. Yeah, that, that, I can know, understand. That, that was some, 
that was something hard for me to cope with at the age of um, four years old. Right, and and from and from those things, I can also see that you know the panic of losing anything in your life when you do gain. You know, you know, like there's some people when they lose in their life, some people become hoarders. You know what I'm saying? Because right, you know. Right. Uh, you know, but in your case, you know, how did you overcome, you know, the fear of losing things in your life? You know what I mean? I mean, when I say losing things in your life is, you know, how did you overcome uh, 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 to move forward, you know, from, you know, the people that you met that sort of kind of helped you, you know, and that you built a bond with while you were alone out there and including your mother? How did you how did you overcome that to move forward while you were still in survival mode? You know, I I, I you know what I, I I just thought to myself. I prayed to God because at one point, uh, Miss Carly, I was thinking of suicide. I have to tell you, yes. I was on the street. I thought about killing myself. I thought about many times I sat at the bus stop, nothing to eat, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to eat, and nothing. You know, I, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't support myself. It was hard. So many times I sat at the bus stop and said, maybe I should just run in front of this car and just commit suicide. I'm tired of living. I can't take it no more. You know, until yeah. one, you know, oh, you know, one day, I, you know, I just prayed to God and. And, and and God really sent me, you know, as I was out there for them six years, he sent me a wonderful family. He sent me a husband that's, when I say a good husband, I mean I got a good one. All what I went through, God sent me somebody <laughs> in my corner 100%. Don't matter yeah. what. And, yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. I mean, it was, it was hard, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I... And I just, you know, I wanted, I needed help. But, you know, as I prayed, I, I, to myself, I, while I was out there, I was saying to myself, because I was a kid, God answered me. God, why aren't you helping me? God, but at the same time, as I got older, he was looking after me. He was looking after me because so many times I could have been dead. I could have been killed by these yeah. men and, you know, thinking of suicide I mean, just so much, but it was a whole lot on me that I couldn't, I couldn't feed myself. I, I lived off candy, and like gum. You know, some days I didn't even eat. You know. Yeah. Um, it was just so hard. It, it, it really was. It was very, very hard. And that's why I tell mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of kids out here to um, respect, appreciate if you have a mother. And a father. Mm-hmm. If you have both parents, mm-hmm. be grateful. But even if you have one parent, be grateful. Because Mrs. Wallace yes. didn't have none. My father yes. did not know that my mother left me behind. My father and my mother were separated. And yes. my father passed away. I didn't even get to go to his funeral. He passed away. He right. never knew that his baby girl was out there on them streets. You know, so, you I know, am going yeah. to... Uh, you know, there I got several callers that I don't know if they want to come on and give a comment, but hoping that they do because rather, you know, this is a very uh, touching um, story. It's the story of your journey, and 
it's 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 amazing. And we and as I had asked, how did you overcome it? And you spoke. I mean, that's everybody. When we get into a deep set in our life where it looks like no point of return. Who do we call on? We call on God. So we know that there is a God that is, that is true. When you call upon him, it may not look like you know you getting anywhere, but like you said, you have skimmed through with your life. And that was more important because we had a, uh, we would call it a, uh, we we had a, uh, we would call that kind of like this. A, it's a, it's a, it's a call in your life for you to be, uh, you know, living, to be a living testament to what, you know, how God can pull you out of a situation, out of rooms with no doors and windows, and put you back on your feet, but all for to do his business in the kingdom, you know, to show that. No one is alone and by themselves in what they do. So if there's anyone that's out there that wants to ask uh, my guest, author Emily Wallace, any questions uh, or have any comments, please feel feel free to call in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. We'd love to hear from you uh, because... Uh, I have lots of questions, but it will be nice to hear from, you know, those that want to uh, ask questions. And I'll start with a few that I have here. And Emily, do you mind if I, uh, you know, answer some of the calls so that they, if they have any questions to talk to you? No, I don't mind. Go ahead. All right. So we'll start with a uh, area code number of 937 and the last four digits of the telephone number is 6407. Caller, you are on the line. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and company on Blog Talk Radio. Um, do you have anything you would like to comment about or, you know, your opinion or ask a question? Hi, how you doing? Um, just what made you write the book and all that? What made you write uh, your book? Um, what made me write my book is... Um, I I told um, I sat down and I told my husband and my kids about it. I didn't tell my husband um, about what happened with my family because I ignored it when I did get back in contact with my mother at the age of 17. I just wanted a family so bad I kept it from my husband. And I sat down and told my husband and my kids because with my husband I was waking up having nightmares. I was having I was just evil sometimes I didn't want to talk to nobody it just was you know I kept it in for so long that it was it was come to the point that it was about to damage my marriage and I and I ended up had to tell my husband hey I gotta tell you what's wrong because he thought he thought he was doing something wrong he thought he said what am I doing I'm I'm trying to do everything I don't know what I'm doing what am I doing wrong and then I you know my kids and then I told my kids about it and then you know my um I had a 16 year old and she said um he my daughter and my son was in leadership at the high school and my daughter said mom you could help a lot of kids to come forward of what happened to you that you can um 
you know, you can you can help a lot of kids to tell your story. And so that's what inspired me. I had a lot of support with my husband and my kids to support me to write this story, to tell my story of what happened to me. But I want to let you know it took me over 20 years to be able to speak out like I am about my abuse, my neglect, my abandonment. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, are you looking to uh, make it into a movie or a stage play? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that right now, but I have been approached to um, about a movie. Yes, I have, but I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. I have had, you know, some people um, come forward to asking me about um, making a movie out of my book. Okay. And I just want to say something to the host. I, I'm a follower of yours. Yeah, I like your show and all that, so keep up the good work. I'm also already a host myself, uh, Celebrity Matthew Tiger impersonator. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you for that compliment. Please continue. I will follow you, too. Thank you very much. And God bless both of you. All right. Thank you a lot for calling. I appreciate it. All right. Emily, I have a few Uh more questions, um, you know, to uh, give you here. And uh, what I wanted to find out, because you mentioned about your mom, okay, you know, now that we know uh, why you wrote the book, now getting to your mom, when you, when you did find your mom, how did you find your mom? And when you went to talk to your mom about, or facing your mom about what happened, how did she react? Well, I, I can tell you this, that... Um... Um, because that's in my second book, but I can tell you this. My mother does not feel that she did anything wrong. She says today that I am a fa- I was a fast little girl, and she just couldn't put up with me anymore. But what I think, to be honest, that as I got older, Miss Claudia, I think that um, my mother was protecting my two oldest brothers. One was 19 and one was 18 that was molesting me inside the home, and she okay. didn't want to get them in any type of trouble. So I think that's why she ran off and left me, didn't even didn't even look back. And, and God, right now, today, they are, my, my, my mother had 12 kids, and um, everyone is upset saying that um, they don't want to talk to me anymore. They doesn't want to be yes. um, considered as my family anymore because of, um, I wrote the book. I'm telling my story. They saying that I'm I'm putting too much personal information out about the family that the public should not know. So they they they're upset saying. So it's like a, it's like I don't have any brothers and sisters or um, you know my mother, which I, I I didn't have her from point at the age of eleven anyway. But they 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 just feel that I shouldn't. They they one of my sisters bought my book in the store and. Um, they passed it along to the whole family. So they have not, they, they don't feel they did it, no one did anything wrong, you know. Only thing they can say is, well, you, you know, you shouldn't have wrote this book. The only way we'll start back talking to you if you take the book off the shelves or take it off the Internet or take it, you know. And so my, my mother don't feel she did anything wrong. Well, you know, it's a too bad thing, you know what I'm saying, you know, because any mother, like I said, even, you know, sharing with you about what my mom had did to me uh, at six years old, explaining her situation. Now, the point is, is where I'm getting to that is, is that everybody, 
know when they were wrong to do what they did, even though they might feel as though at the time it was a great idea. Uh, you know, okay. but in the case of, you know, when you're leaving children behind and you leaving them to the wolves of this life, you know, and the person, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a person that perpetrates or victimize someone never really know when they're ever going to be faced by those that they have targeted to hurt in their life. And when you when when a person comes back to talk to those people about well why did you do it can you explain it to me what was the purpose of it you know and you get a response like that you know uh, my mom she told me that she was sorry about what she did to, to me you know to hear that come from your own parent it's like your parent was seared you know, that didn't have no feelings about what she did. And if she did, she was too prideful to even say that she was sorry. But deep down inside, I'm sure that you know that she feels different because, you know, God got to deal with people on their level. You know what I'm saying? And she still got to mm-hmm. answer to God. But most exactly. of all where I'm coming from, yeah, and the most of all where I'm coming from with that is when family is involved in on what's going on, see, it's not their story. This is your story, and people should not have to feel like, you know, they have to be shut up, silent, you know, and not leak out information that will be helpful to the rest of the the hurting and needing people out there that need to hear a story like this. This is why you believe that the creator in heaven brings up certain people that will go against all odds in order for it to happen. And so I would say that, you know, you were chosen for the task. And even if they feel some type of way about it, I am very, very proud to have met you, talked with you, and to read your book, and that you had that kind of courage and resilience about you that was already right within you to move forward in life and to get the blessings that you deserve in life because you obeyed the creator that was right within you to do the right thing is to bring it out. And of course, you know, people uh, are afraid to, to talk about what's going on in their personal lives. But you know what? They can never get used by God to do something which God has always looked forward to those things, which is to tell your story. You know what I'm saying? Tell, you right, know, right. about you. And if you tell about you, you will come to find out you are not alone and by yourself and that's why I got this show. That, and, you know, I believe that the creator had made a way for me to be able to have a form like this to deal with victimization and fraud. And when that comes into play, that's in every area. And then just think about it being as you as being a child. So I commend you for, 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 for bringing forth, you know, the facts that people are afraid to talk about because don't nobody want to look bad. No mama wants to look bad, but certain situations and stuff do, you know, play a big role in what their child is going to end up being. How they like you now, author Emily Wallace, how they like you now. They, 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 they like, they don't really, they don't, 
they they upset about the book. They very upset about it. But I, you know, like I said, and the same thing that you just said, Miss Claudia. Um, this is my story. This is something that happened to me. So I feel if I can, if I can, if I can share my story with the world to help some adults, some some kids, because if adults read my book, they will get something yeah. out of it. They would get something out of it because because I am a survivor, and it took me, like I said, over 20 years to be able to speak this way. Yes, and and you know what? Remember that 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 song by Natalie Cole called Anna May. Mm-hmm. Remember that song by her called Anna May, and you know what was going on with Anna May? Well, your story you know, uh, put me back in the mind of, of that song called Anime. And only reason why is because now you wasn't out there trying to, trying to, trying to, tr- just trying to be whorish and, and, and out there for no good reason. You were out there because you were left behind. Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at myself now because, see, I get a little bit, you know, a com- a com- comedy in, a, you know, a little comedian part, you know, because they talk about this every day on the news. No child left behind. And yet we still have people that don't understand that concept because no child at 11 years old can defend themselves at that young of age. But I bet you, you will be able to show everyone else how to survive that and what to do to get to safety very quick. Last question I want to ask, who helped you in the end? I know it was your husband, but who else that played a part in your success of being able to get some help? Was there anybody else that you met during the age of 11 to 17 that did help you on the way to where you was able to meet that awesome husband you got? Well, I, I, it was a friend of mine, and um, I, I really, you know, don't, because she's deceased, and I don't want to disclose her name to the public like that, you know, because I don't know how her her um, her relatives That's would okay. take it. That's okay, but, but she it was, it was, it was, it was Yes, it was, it was a young lady. Um, she... Um, she 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 helped me to um she really helped me to get off the streets she um she couldn't keep me she stayed in a um a senior citizen home she couldn't keep yes. me but um she sent me over um uh, with her she had a brother she had yes. she had a brother and um her brother he was an older guy old enough to be my dad and um yes. he and she, and he was taking care of his two daughters. He was taking care of his two daughters, and so then he, um, you know, decided that I can stay with him. He got me, actually, he got me my very first state ID at the age of um, I was seventeen, I was almost mm-hmm. sixteen and a half. He got me my very yeah. first ID. He paid for it, and they 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 That's really awesome. really really helped me out. I mean, they really they took me in like I was family. It took me Look, and, but you know, and you know what? like I said, go ahead. No, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just over here overjoyed because, you know, there are good people that are in life that, you know, the Creator sits, you know, in, in the place of, of parents 
or family that say they was your family but was never there to support. And here come, you know, people that you don't know and that came or you did know them but came in the nick of time, you know, and took you in as family, um, which showed that, that saying, you know, that uh, who is your family? Only those that do the will of the creator, right? And so there you do have family, and they're more proud of you than what, you know, your regular family would. And I just want to say hats off to the best friend and that family that obeyed to do something, you know, that was that will impact your life forever. And with that to say, you know, even though you were scarred for life, but you can say that you were saved for life too. Huh. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I have to, you know, like I said, it, it was so much out there that I, I didn't, a lot of people ask me, Miss Chloe, they say, they say, well, um, why didn't you go back to school, back to the school to try to get some help? I, 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 I didn't go to the school. I went to the school to eat, but I didn't go to the school to try to get some help because I was yes. being told so many different stories. But like I said, I thought it's something I did. I didn't know what I, I thought they would. You know, I was told that you know from kids that they can lock you up and put you in a um a girl's home and and I and yes. you know I didn't know what to think. I I just really was scared and terrified. You know, and to the grace of God, a lot of like I said, plenty a lot of people. I have had people post me saying, um, Miss Wallace, uh, do you still love your mother? You know, they they, they ask me questions like that. I mean, you know, and and and, and my. And my and my response, I said, well, I'm always love my mother because she's the the woman that brought me into this world. But she's not the if she's not um, the reason, the person that I am today. She's not responsible for that, you know. Right. She did not she did not make me the mother I am today. She did not make me, you yes. know, the person I am today, you know. And and it, it's really sad, you know, because like I said, to not to have a mother. That a yeah, mother's supposed to, you know, support you. A mother's supposed to be there to take care of you, to comfort you. A father, yes. and, and a father's supposed to be there. But my dad never knew what happened, and um, you know, so I it's 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 a powerful book that I written. It took me, you yes. know, a couple of maybe about a month, month and a half to write that book. But I had to go back in time to write that book. I had to just sit at the table. And you know, just yes. go back and think about everything that happened, put it in it, you know, the right aspect to, you know, where people can understand that, you know, right. It, I, I want kids to know that there is a God. There, there is sure is. That can help. There is, you know, God works through people, and you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I, like I said, I, I prayed and prayed and prayed to God to help me, and He, He kept me here, and He kept me here. Miss Cloudy for a reason. Yes, he did. All what I have been through. I mean, I know you you read the first book, but the second book is even powerful because I was out well, there. Well, we can. Okay, well, we get ready to say now. How can you know uh, the listeners uh, that even now and after this show is over with? How can they uh, contact a way to get a copy of your book? 
And also, you know, uh, there might be even questions that they want to ask even after this show is over with. How to contact you? Well, I, um, I my email address is author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Tina, T-I-N-A, mm-hmm. F-M-I-T-H, at gmail.com. That's author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Tina, T-I-N-A, Smith, S-M-I-T-H, at gmail.com. They can send me an email. I have uh, uh, my telephone number where I can be reached. It's 248-678-7460. I am on Facebook. I have a Twitter. You know, you guys can, you know, look up Emily Wallace and you'll find me. Now, I do have a... um, I do have a um a uncut version and I have a clean version for the kids. If and there's any kid out there huh? And that one's on Amazon, right? I beg I beg your pardon. And that and those books they can find on Amazon. Yes, Amazon I have one one under Tina Smith that you can find on Amazon and you can find the um the uncut version you have to get it straight from the author because I um I don't. Um, I mean, you can you can look it up on Amazon, but it's a lot of people that's on Amazon that want to order my book and they're selling it themselves as used. Or, but it's kind of high. They, you know, they got that the uncut version on Amazon for like about eighty, ninety dollars. And when you okay. can you can purchase the book, you can purchase the book from straight from the author um, if you get in contact with me through email. Either either book. Okay. All right. Well, you know what. Um... I just want to say, you know, I want to ask one last question about your children, you know, and them hearing your story and them uh, seeing, you know, what impact it has had on your life and, you know, how, how do they feel about what has happened and also I know that they love you because they're the ones that have made, helped to make it possible for the establishing of your book. So the question is, is, you know, how do they feel about, you know, your, you as the mom in their life versus the mom that was in your life, that family. Okay. That's where I'm coming from at this point. Well, I'm going to say like this because I, I, I have six children. One is deceased. He, he, he passed away about two years ago. Um, but uh, my my next oldest son, um, he's 28, and he's like, uh, he don't care too much for my family. My mother probably on same time, maybe four times out of his whole life. He don't go around yeah. the family. He don't want. He don't want to be. And I, this is not something that I'm telling him to do, um, because I, I'm legally blind. I became legally yeah. blind being hit out there on the streets. And then I had a real big fight with my brother when I found my mother. So, yeah. and he hit me in the eye and it caused me to see a lot of colors and what have you. And everybody just sat there and watched. So my, my oldest son doesn't even want to be around the family. The rest of my kids, yeah. they, they feel, they feel, you know, they feel the same way. They like, you know, why, why, why grandma do that to you? Why did she do that? I, you know, they just, they, they're not understanding. It's hard to understand, even for some adults, to understand why would a, a, a mother leave an 11-year-old that's legally, you know, I, I, my, I wasn't legally blind, but my eyesight was always bad. My glasses was very thick in school. So yeah. knowing that I don't have my glasses, 
I had a history of seizures to just leave me behind like that. You know, it's just, and they yeah. don't understand it. I, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't want to be around. You know, my mother. They don't even want to be around my, you know, my 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 sisters and brothers. You know, I I tell them, I said, you know, and they they just don't want to be around them. They just, you know, because so, they, so they have a Right, and so basically, you know, saying it in a putting it in a small words is is that your the family your the the womb that you came from had no idea of what motherhood was actually all about, and number two, um, you know, uh, being that she saw you go or she knew that you would go through this hardship and that you would come back to confront her to talk about it, which we do say to all, everybody, you know, that you need to stand up, speak up and speak out when you are being victimized and you need to go and talk to the people that do it to you because it is a part of your healing, regardless if they decide to deny it or whatever, but at least you went forth to do this. And number two, number three, yes, you did, just like I did, you know, because it's a very important factor. And when you don't speak up, you know, it, it, it delays things, you know, that can, that can heal and happen, uh, you know, positive in your life when you can, you know, let out what uh, has been held in because it'll kill you. You know what I'm saying? You know, people. Yeah, well. It will, because I, I held it in for so long. It will. Yeah, it will. And so, um, you know, you know, and your kids have a very, I know that they love you dearly, and, you know, hats off, and I'm proud of the children that, you know, you didn't have to go through hardship and raising them and them acting up or whatever the case may be, but that they, you know, had you know, enough in them that was in them to be a great uh, uh, help and support to you, as well as to love you. And hats off to your husband as well, because you can't find really, really good men in this world. But when you do, and I'm not saying that all men are not good, but, you know, let's put it like this. Uh, God knows who is the right one. And when the time is right, uh, it's there when you're needed the most. And that was when he came into the picture. And that uh, he's been a good he's been good to you ever since. As a sister in Christ, I want to say to him as your husband, thank you, thank you for blessing Emily. You know to have a life uh, worth living. And Emily, I just want to say to you that because we're coming down to the end here, is that, you know, when you come out with that second book, hook me up so that uh, I can be one to help, you know, to to help you with this book, too, and interview you with this one, too. I hope that you have enjoyed this, uh, this time on radio and that, um, you know, I hope that you're, no, I ain't no hope. It's, I know your life is going to be a tremendous life, and someone is going to pick up that book. I always said that it would be Steven Spielberg or the other gentleman that I had spoke on. Um, what's his name? I forgot his name again. I, you know, sometimes I have a, a brain freeze every now and then, but you have a I can't, a, yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I, Go ahead. That's why I just, 
I just want to really just, you know, share the story with people, you know, like like I said, a dog and kids that where it can it can help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I want I want it, I want it to be, you know, I want it to be across the world. I want everybody to know, you know, because like I said, it took me so long to be able to speak out about my abuse, my neglect, my abandonment. I just want people to know that hey, whatever you you know be put on your plate, you can take it to God and God will help. Yeah, if you need that's God, right. you just gotta you gotta go to Him, and that's what I was doing when I was a kid. And and you know a lot of people say, well, how did you make it? And I tell them, I said, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have made it. You know, okay, I wouldn't have made it because God worked through people, and God sent me them yes. people to help me. And you know what? And I can attest to that because I've been where you are, too, very similar uh, areas where you have been with without a mother and the other one being sexually molested. So automatically, I already understand that point of view. And yes, it was the creator that pulled me up and kept me strong through all of that. And so it is a true children are resilient. But, you know, again, it's got to be right within the child to be able to do it because there are some parents and some some adults that will not feed that and that, that it took 20 years for you to get to feed it more for you to bring this out. You have inspired me and I am writing a book too. And so I might as well hurry up and get it on out there and not think twice about it and about what the what my family is going to say because what I'm talking about is my story, just like this is your story. And I just want to thank you, Emily. Thank you for coming on to this show and sharing your book with us this evening. And I and I want to say thank you too for for having me on your show. I really really appreciate it. And I you know and I, know. I just hope you know my testimony helps somebody out there. And it will, it will, and it will, because you, you helped me, that's for sure. Thank you, oh. Miss Emily. Okay. Thank you. All right. And to all of you listeners out there, I hope that you have enjoyed the show this evening. Um, and thank you for listening to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And also, I have another show that's coming up here very soon, which is on Friday. And that will be done at 8 Uh, excuse me, at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. And what we're talking about there is I can't find a man. Everybody talk about, I keep hearing about it, but you can find a man if you ain't looking, right? So join me on that show on Friday at um, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern time. And all of you out there, I just want to say, You know, please learn how to love one another and love your children because they are a gift to God. And with that to say, have a good evening.